In this week's episode of Studio Inter, we'll be analyzing the draw against Juventus. We'll be previewing the match against Udinese, analyzing Inter's season with Goal.com's Carlo Garganese, and much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter, only on sempreinter.com. Ecco Perisic, uno contro uno, gioco di gambe, guadagna il fondo, il cross, Icardi, e gol, 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 Maurito il Bamba! Sono i blocchi nell'area di rigore, arriva la palla, la prende Messino! La prende Messino! Che segna solo contro le Romane e segna il gol del 3-1! Per una vittoria eccezionale! Eccezionale! Benvenuti, bentornati to another edition of Studio Inter. I'm your host, Nima Talalei Ruzzari. Wishing you all, well, first of all, uh, asking you all for forgiveness for our absence for quite some time um, due to... Uh, And due to, well, mainly me being so allergic, I could ba- barely talk. Um, and, and, and everyone who suffers from pollen allergy knows what I'm talking about, especially if you live in Sweden, because we've been breaking records here. But let's not get into my medical, rec- medical records too much. Uh, I'd like to welcome our panelists, starting with uh, the, um, our, the, inter, the, the Sempre Inter preview writer, Uh, for all, all our games, uh, Mr. Mohamed Nasser, all the way from Dubai. Guys, it's really fantastic to be back. Uh, exciting time of the season. So, yeah, can't wait to get into this. Yeah, there is quite a bit to talk about. And we are also joined by former me- London media personality, Mr. Will Beckman. Good evening. I'm just, I, I'm just letting this go now. You're I, just going to ignore just, it. Just you? introduce me however you want. It's fine. <laughs> I'll accept whatever you say. <laughs> And we are also joined by a good friend of Studio Inter. He's the global head of features for Gold.com. All of their 150 different versions. I think they even have one in Swahili, if I'm not mistaken. Mr. Carlo Garganese, welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Nima. Yeah, we, we don't have that many of these. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's more an issue of me not listening to what you told me on WhatsApp and how many how many yeah. uh, editions you have and, you know, trying to embellish a little bit. Uh, but yeah. thank you so much for coming on. No, uh, you're welcome. Pleasure. You're welcome. I always love being on your show, so thanks for having always, me. Always a pleasure to have you on. Um, right, uh, let's get into it. We, you know, since last we spoke, a lot has happened uh, in, in, in the world of Inter uh, and, and nothing more... Uh, nothing more important happens in the world of Inter when Inter play Juventus uh, and Inter did play Juventus uh, on this past Saturday in a match that ended 1-1 uh, and be, you know, I'm really keen to hear your thoughts about the game, Carlo um, I mean, after that first half um, I mean, we're going to get into the Allegri-Adani thing as well but what set Allegri off was the fact that Adani asked uh, Allegri Well, he didn't ask. He basically told Allegri that, well, Inter, Inter outplayed you in the first 45 minutes the way Ajax did in the second half. Uh, and Allegri lost his marbles completely. Would you agree with that assessment? And what is your general assessment of the game? Yeah, I think the first half was probably a, a general assessment of, of Juventus this season, really. I mean, anybody that's watched a lot of Juventus this season will, will tell you that they've been outplayed in terms of the actual football, in terms of actually playing football. Um, and yeah, Inter, Inter were very good in, in the first half and, and Juventus just didn't play football at all. Um, and that's been the story of Juventus this season, really. They've been a very kind of functional kind of team. Um, and I think Adani, I know we're going to come to it, but I think Adani was just 
really reflecting the views of 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 all Juventus fans really um I mean yes Juventus didn't have anything to play for so um I mean obviously they had a lot to play for because it's a, a big derby you know the, the two teams that kind of hate each other but um I think with Juventus having already won the title um probably shouldn't read too much into the game from from a Juventus point of view um, as much as you would read into, say, the AX game or, or, you know, the games earlier on in the season. But from an Inter point of view, I think, yeah, um, Inter played very well first half. Um, second half, obviously, Juventus improved and, and got the, the, got the, got the equaliser. But, um, but, yeah, I think there was lots of promising things to come out of the game for, for Inter, definitely. Um, Will, did you have anything you wanted to ask, Carlo? Yes, I did. Um, obviously, it was a good um, it was a good week for Inter fans a couple of weeks ago when uh, Juventus were, as Daniel Danny said, dominated by Axe in uh, in the Champions League. Um, obviously, Juventus were seen as one of the favourites for the competition this season because they signed Cristiano Ronaldo, because they had Bonucci back, because they had uh, added the top scorer in the last four editions of the Champions League. That would be six. I'm going off the top of my head now. Um, but in terms of improving this squad, what what would Juventus have to do this summer to sort of fulfil every Interista's nightmare, as it were, and, uh, and lift the cup next year? Is it maybe in midfield? Is there something at the back? Do they not have good enough fullbacks anymore? What, what would you say is the priority in terms of the squad? Well, I would say, first of all, Juventus absolutely need a top, a top centre-back. I, I would even say two centre-backs. I think, I mean, Chiellini's going to be 35. And when Chiellini doesn't play now, Juventus' defence totally falls apart. What, and, what? Hang on, hang on. Rugani is not world class. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, you know what? Juventus fans have my been, monocle is falling off. <laughs> yeah, Juventus fans have been driving me crazy about Rugani for for probably about four or five years. I've said since day one that I ne- I never saw what all the fuss was about. I, I think it's with and it, it's something that actually happens not just in Italy, but it happens everywhere really. That when you get a, a kind of a homegrown young player that comes through, he always gets overrated because. Fans just want him to be better. They want him to be the, the you know, the next big thing. And that happened with Rugani. Um, I always can call we Rugani. Call, can, we call, can we call that Lex uh, Ross Barkley? <laughs> <laughs> I call I call Rugani the Andy Roddick of of um, <laughs> because he's a completely taught player. Um, that yeah. sounds really insulting because I mean Roddick, I think won a Grand. Did I think he won a Grand Slam? But uh, in tennis, yeah, he did in the end. He did win one. Yeah, <laughs> in, so, the end, but, in the end. Yeah, so so I see that's what I see of Andy Roddick, someone who doesn't really have much natural talent and a bit of a robotic kind of player who's just been taught. And I see that with Rugani, um, only that unlike kind of like machines, he he doesn't seem to have a, a an efficient, not saying efficient, but kind of like a, uh, that kind of tough side to him um, either. But but yeah, going on a tangent now, yeah, Rugani isn't isn't the answer. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think with Chiellini, he's going to turn thirty five. Benucci has been responsible probably for more than 50% of Juventus' goals this season. Um, he's been really disappointing. Um, yeah. So I don't even think he's up for it any, uh, anymore. Um, Delict was Juventus's main target. He would have been absolutely incredible, but it looks 99% he's going to go to Barca now. I think that will get confirmed as soon as, as, soon as Ajax are out of the Champions League. Um, that, that will get confirmed, that transfer. So it's not going to be delict, um, and you know. So Juventus need to to spend big on a on a um, on a centre back, and then the midfield, which has been Juventus's problem area for probably for about two or three years now, really, since the 
the great kind of Vidal, Pirlo, Pogba midfield MVP with Marquise as well was there as well. Since that that midfield broke up, um, Juventus midfield has has it's been their weak link in in, uh, in in on the pitch really for Juve, and I think even you know I would include Pjanic in that. I think Pjanic is a very good player, but I don't think he's a great player. Um, and I think Matuidi is going to be 32. Um, and, you know, then you've got, you know, Benson Kerr, Emre Chan, Kadira's finished. So I think Juventus, I mean, Ramsey's coming in. Um, I think he'll improve things a bit. But I think Juventus are definitely lacking, um, not only individually, but I think collectively. And I think that's a symptom of the whole team, really, um, is that Juventus, they, they can't keep the ball in midfield. Um, they always get kind of dominated in midfield by the real top, top European teams. Um, and I think it's also, I think also we need to look past the individuals with Juventus and look at them collectively um, in terms of having an identity. And I think this is a problem um, of Italian football the, as a whole. I think with the exception of Atalanta and Napoli under Sarri, that Italian football teams just don't have an identity. They don't have a style of play um, they, that that you, you can say, right, that this is how Juventus play. Um, you see that with Ajax, you see that with Barcelona, um, that I think Juventus need to find their identity. Um, they don't keep the ball, they don't pass well, um, there's no chemistry, there's no kind of real chemistry in the team. I mean, you, this may sound crazy for a team that's so far ahead in Serie A, that, you know, Juventus sometimes, they don't string three or four passes together. Mm. Um, to win in Europe, as, as Arrigo Sacchi's always said, you need to play attacking football, you need to play expansive football, um, and have an identity and Juventus don't have that so I think they need to create an identity and I would say and this maybe leads on to your next question I'm imagining um, that means replacing uh, Max Allegri because I think he's a conservative functional coach um, and in Europe that you need more than that that's kind of what I wanted to ask you and 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 because I I, I don't know if I think he's a I mean, to me, Max Allegri is a very pragmatic coach. He, he's the kind of guy that, um, with what he's got, he makes do with it. Um, and at Juventus, he's got Ronaldo and he's got Pjanic, who I think was is, is has been past his peak for three years now. I think Pjanic was at his best when he was at Roma that last season. I think Roma's kind of screwed both Inter and uh, Juventus with Nainggolan and Pjanic, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, they they say they claim they, they they're not a supermarket, but I think they they're more like the kind of uh, the street vendors in Rome. <laughs> you know I mean? And Marseille with Stroopman as well. He's been he's yeah, been even yeah. more of a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, a supermarket would would be an upgrade for Roma because at least you get a receipt and you can go back and, and he can he can argue. But they're a, but, they're a kiosk. <laughs> they're a, no, they're basically uh, you know uh, they're not even that. They they're like the street vendors, the, the market vendors, and you know the daily daily market vendors in Rome, and and they don't pay you, <laughs> they don't give you a, a, a receipt. But all jokes aside, I mean. Okay, this is a two-part question. Do you think that Allegri will get sacked? And do you think that Juventus should sack him? And if so, who should they replace him with? Well, look, it's, it's, he's got a year left on his contract. Um, and he's, I mean, he's come out and said he's staying. Um, and so Zanielli said that as well. Obviously, public statements, you know, never really mean much. Um, so we, sh we shouldn't read too much into that. But I, I think that um, 
if Juventus are going to replace him, they need to probably they need to find someone who is going to be an upgrade, and that's not going to be easy. As much as you know, the the criticism that, that Allegri's got, he's deserved um, for the, for the Champions League. Um, but um, Juventus's dream is Guardiola, but that is that is their dream. Now, will Guardiola be available this summer? Probably unlikely, but who knows? We, we, Guardiola is the kind of guy that could easily come out and decide that he's leaving. You know, if they win the treble, if they go on and win the treble um, this season. But it's more likely Guardiola will, will carry on. If Guardiola leaves after next summer, you know, Juventus might think, well, we'll stick with Allegri for the rest of his contract in the knowledge that we're guaranteed to get Guardiola next year. If that happens, then, you know, it, it, it would probably be wise to stick with Allegri rather than bring in someone else who is not as good. Um, it really depends who Juventus appoint, really. What about you... Antonio Conte? What about Antonio? Well, yeah, that's just that's who I was just about to come to. I mean... I don't really see any point of going back to Conte because I think he's he's somebody that's also quite conservative um, as well. Um, and he's also someone who has always failed in Europe. Um, he's always he's more of a league manager for me. He's more of a kind of survival of the fittest, you know, over over 38 games where you where, you know, the, the, the strongest and more physical and more organized and the teams with a great organized defense usually come out on top whereas in Europe you need the, t- the the managers that can that can be more creative and 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 more attacking and I'm not sure Conte fits that really very well so you know I'm not sure whether Conte's the right man um to be honest and you're looking at the other options Deschamps is probably the other option um I'm not totally convinced by Deschamps I think the only positive that I would see with Deschamps is that he could probably attract and bring with him some of the French World Cup winners with him because of his relationship with them. Um, that's the only positive I really see from Deschamps. I know he knows the club, but I don't see, you know, from a in terms of improving Juventus's European game. So, you know, it's it's not easy really. Um, but yeah. I do think Allegri's kind of reached the end of his cycle in terms of. I, I think he's taken Juventus as far as he can go, and I think there comes a point with everywhere, every club and every manager where, you know, you need to turn over a new leaf and freshen things up and, and bring someone in that's new. Mm. Mo? Yeah, so <clears throat> we've spoken a lot about uh, Juve and uh, about um, fulfilling inter-supporters' nightmares. <laughs> <clears throat> but what about our dreams? Um, so from where I was sitting watching the game, I didn't see that much of a discrepancy between the two sides. <clears throat> Where do you stand on, on, on um, how far the gap really is between Inter and Juve? And what do you reckon Inter need to do over the summer to bridge that gap in order to make Inter you know, competitive in the Serie A at least um, as soon as possible? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right about the game. Um, but obviously, you know, it's one game. It's a derby. Um, I think in a, in, a, in a kind of a derby, there, there's always... You know the 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 gaps always um, decreased in a, in a, in any derby. You know, so yeah. I don't think we should read too much into that, um, especially because, like I said at the start, um, Juventus, you know, were kind of in holiday mode, which I think Allegri said himself. So I wouldn't read too much into that. But what I would say is that, um, and I said this at the start of the season, I think Inter do have the foundations to build on, um, which is why I'm confident for them going forward because. 
Inter, for me, have a better defence than, than Juventus. Um, certainly at centre-back with, with Skrinja and with De Vrij, who both been outstanding this season, and obviously with Godin um, to come in as well. I mean, that is as, that's as strong as you get almost anywhere in Europe, to, to be honest. So, I mean, that's great. Asamoah, okay, he's turning 31, but he's as rel- so he's solid, reliable. You know what you're going to get with him. Um, so, I mean, it's only really at right back where where, you, where where Inter really need to need to need to improve. I mean, I thought Brazalico was was a great signing on paper, but just unfortunate with the injury situation coming back from the World Cup that that, that one didn't work out. Um, so, so a right what back. Ma- what, what do you make of Danilo from Man City, who Inter are rumored with? Yeah, I, I'm not convinced, to, to, to be honest. Um, but I mean, if we look at Danilo D'Ambrosio, and you know, because you've known me personally, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of Danilo D'Ambrosio. But if but if we put personal feelings aside, the 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 fullback in the Serie A that has the most assists this season is Danilo D'Ambrosio, and he's been very solid defensively as well. I mean, obviously, he sh- you know you need to have another player as well. But don't you think that? With someone with like Danilo, who's a starter for you know who who who's a who's a good attacking right sided fullback, the Inter can maybe rotate those two into some sort of success. Um, possibly. I mean, look, um, if 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 Inter can improve the uh, the further up the field, then maybe they can carry a, a fullback. I mean, yes, D'Ambrosio has been okay this season, but I think um, you know can. The question I would ask is if if Inter are looking to to push on and win the Scudetto, can I see a team winning the Scudetto with D'Ambrosio at right back, with with Politano at at, at, at right wing, with you know Vecino playing at, at centre centre mid? I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean, I'm I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to I mean, I'll just I mean, I'll, I'll I'll probably come back and answer the question in full, but I'm looking at it as you know how mm. can Inter improve, and I think they definitely can can upgrade on on D'Ambrosio. Um, in the midfield, I think Brozovic is fantastic, um, and I think Inter Inter should need to sign a, another centre midfielder to play with him. Um, and then, depending on what formation, obviously depends who the coach is, but depends on what formation Inter play. But if it's a four three three, if it's a four if it's a four three three, then I think Inter and where Inter have really lacked this season is kind of the attacking wingers, attacking midfielders, players who can beat a man, can create and score, can can make chances for themselves and for their teammates. And Perisic obviously has been very disappointing and in, and even at his best, he's very inconsistent. I would mm-hmm. sell him. Um, also, I think he's a bit of a problem in the dressing room. Definitely would sell him. He's going to be 30. Last chance to get some money for him. Sell Perisic. Um, Politano's done okay, but you know, again, Icardi, Icardi. What would you again, do? Yeah, just Politano again is the right, is the kind of right winger. Again, if Inter want to win the Scudetto, they're not going to do it with him. You know, he's okay as a squad player, but not as a first team player. You're not winning the Scudetto with him as, as your right winger. Um, and and then yeah, Icardi. You know me personally. Um, <laughs> I, I've Icardi. Forgetting about all the baggage off the field, I've I've always said world class finisher, world class in the in the box. But in modern football, especially as a lone striker. You need more than that nowadays. You need to be able to create chances for yourself. You need to be able to to combine with your teammates to bring others into play. Um, Icardi doesn't do any of that, and and that's why I would have I would have no second thoughts with a decent offer to sell to sell Icardi um, this summer definitely. And I would have done it last summer. and I would have done it the summer before as well. Um, <laughs> so 
that's my view on Icardi. And I, I, I think 15, 20 years ago, absolutely, I'd say no to selling. But the game has changed now. Yeah. And I think he doesn't do enough for the team. Um, and I, he, I, I don't, I don't, sorry, sorry, Carlo, but I, I, I don't ask like, because um, Nima and I were dinosaurs, you know. Uh, <laughs> we we, so we appreciate. Carlos, so Carlos, so Carlos. Uh, no, he's, he's talking about the game changing. So in our minds, the game hasn't changed. <laughs> I wish it hadn't changed. My, I wish it yeah, hadn't it, changed. You know? my, 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 my belief, like we were talking about, uh, uh, you were talking about Allegri earlier and whatever. And, and my belief is that, you know, a, a lot of modern managers uh, are, are uh, system driven rather than tactics driven. And that's why they, there's a, a very distinct style of play, and which means that they can't really affect games as they change uh, midway such as Klopp or Guardiola or what, what insert whatever name, whatever name yeah. in the blank, you know, as opposed to the Mourinho or the Conte or the Allegri. And I, I think that there's still a lot. I mean, I, 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 I'm for selling Icardi only because of, uh, you know, uh, lowering the conflict and the tension between Icardi and Lautaro. And I really believe that Lautaro is the future for Inter and Icardi has played this part and, we should, you know, send him off with all the pomp and fanfare, uh, fanfare that he deserves for having supported the team over six years in such a manner. That aside, but I think that a striker, a, a true number nine, that doesn't really have outside the 18-yard box a lot of involvement, still has a big role to play in if if utilized in the right fashion. And I and I, and I feel like this whole like this this jumping on the bandwagon of the modern game and the, the new style of play really takes away, you, you know, makes you miss out on a lot of good that can come out of an Inzaghi, an Icardi, a Vanisteroy, or whatever. And, here, and, here. and teams like here, that. Here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, listen, like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I wish it was like that. Um, Nima knows me. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to come here and say I hate modern football. But, but, but there is, but a I do. I <laughs> there is a lot I hate in modern football, and that's when Inzaghi was was probably my favourite player during the 2000s. Yeah. I loved everything about him. I thought he was a genius. Um, I thought, you know, the, the, his 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 movement inside the box is is as good as anyone in history. Um, his passion for the game, his understanding, you know. So I'm totally with you. Um, I just think that that. The, the game has changed that those those kind of and it's it's been a lot of it hasn't been evolution of the game i think a lot of it has been forced by rule changes um just the deliberate things in changing the games and and, and i actually think and, I, and me and mima were having a um a back and forth about yeah. this that i actually think that these changes in the game have actually harmed italian football because i think that what italian the strength of italian football and i'm not just talking about italian clubs but i'm talking about the italian national team as well is the strength of Italian football was based on being smarter than than um, their opponents. You know, tactically, Italy, and still yeah. are, but tactically, Italy have always been stronger and better than, than anyone else. And the way that they think about the game, um, there's a better level of understanding. Mourinho even said this a couple of weeks ago, that he said that the media in Italy, he loved being with the media in Italy because they really understood the game and they asked him, you know, interesting questions. And, you know, he could have real in-depth, conversations with him and he's absolutely true you know so that's one reason and the other reason is the Italian defence the Italian defence has always been the best now I think the, the, the way that the game has changed now 
um, partly because of rule changes like the offside, the passive offside rule, um, the, the way that the game has become so fast, so chaotic. Um, it's kind of diminished, you know, it's, it's taken away these strengths that Italian football had, the Italian national team had. They can't make use of these strengths anymore. Instead, that the game has become so, so quick um, that, Frank. you know, it's become almost too quick for a nation, for a culture which just didn't, doesn't have that in its DNA. But, th but that's um, why we invented the VAR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no but seriously I, I know what you're saying this is you know, do you know what i'm saying so i think that yeah, i know what you're saying I'm, but... I'm with you you know i wish it wasn't like this but i do think that in the modern game you it's become less of a specialist sport now you know it's the all thing about is, it's all about thing... like people that can do everything utility players but, that can do but everything. you see you see I, I as i told you when we were having this discussion on whatsapp i, I think you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater a little bit here and i think it's 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 because you know as well as i do that it's about cycles you know you had the you know before you had the ajax cycle of the 70s you had the bayern munich cycle of the 70s and you had the inter uh, you know how inter as, as people called it back then with the catanaccio of helenio herrera ruined football you know, it's all about cycles. I mean, for me, it boils down to right now, we're in the middle of the Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo cycle. We're towards at the end of it. And I don't think that, I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying that we should, you know, Italian football should go back. I'm saying that the fundamentals of what Italian football is in a modern way is where the future lies. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that we should regress. I'm just saying that if you use what's good about it, but modernize it, then you can actually do something good. Yeah. As, a, as opposed to everyone becoming some sort of tiki-taka knockoff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, time will tell. We'll see. Or, I mean, the way to look at it, what concerns me is it's now been 10 years. Well, it's going to yeah. be 10 years yeah. next year yeah. Since, yeah. Yeah. since an Italian team won uh, anything. And that was obviously Inter <laughs> in 2010 with a, with a team of 11 foreigners. Plus Matarazzi getting his 30 <laughs> seconds at the end. You know? <laughs> you know, and Baresi putting out the cones. So, <laughs> so maybe I'm being harsh on Baresi. No, but, um, I, mean, I understand what you're saying. No, it's, it's a really fair point. It's a really fair point. And it was, you know, I, I, think, I think you're right in, in some sort. I, I'm just a bit scared of when, you know what I think, and, and I've told you this privately, that this, this notion of, you know, when everybody decides that, you know, this is the holy grail, this is the whole, you know, this is the new best thing and everyone has to imitate. Oh, no, I agree. Things change. I mean, Tiki Taka has been, been pushed out as well, hasn't it? I yeah. mean, that's been gone. I mean, that's been, I mean, Guardiola doesn't play Tiki Taka anymore. He plays a, a different style of football, but I mean, it's still got that, you know, a little bit of that in him. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, Time will tell. I, I just think... I, I, I think that the, 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 the war in uh, footballing philosophies is between system-based managers versus tactical managers. And I think tactical managers have uh, quite rightly taken a backseat in the last yeah. you know, half, half three-quarter decade or so. They've done fairly well. They've overachieved, such as you know, Conte with Chelsea, Conte with the Italian national team, uh, Mourinho with uh, Real Madrid on occasion. Uh, and and right now it's you know the 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 system is on vogue you know this is yeah. what, what the the flavor of the day, but I think fundamentally, like you quite rightly mentioned earlier, Carlo, uh, the intelligent approach to the game uh, will ultimately always succeed. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's you know again reflecting on what what Nima had said, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think 
the 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 knee jerk reaction would be to for Italian football to revolutionize, to to completely reform, to try and do what Germany did, and you know, th- you know, throw out all the old systems, etc. But that's not true because Italy has always been a, a, a brain forward, a, a, a thinking forward type mm. of football, and that will ultimately find, you know, if, if nurtured and and evolving in the right way, will ultimately find a way to to overcome this rigid system forward approach that. You know that I personally dislike so much, whether it's Pochettino yeah. or or Unai Emre or or uh, you know Guardiola or all, all these like managers that have no no way of of gestire un, uh, una partita. You know they they, yeah. they 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 don't know they don't know how to manage the game. They they know yeah. how to yeah. So that's system. that's my yeah. two cents. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have but one they, way of playing. They have one way of playing. But I mean, I think what 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 Italian teams are are, are really struggling with and have been for, for this de- during this decade of you know of no silverware is that kind of and we see it all the time in Europe when when European teams do that high press and they they pressure the Italian teams in their own penalty area, their own heart, and the Italian teams just can't get out. They 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 just they can't get they can't get get out of their of their of their own penalty area. Sometimes they just they can't pass through you know and get through that press. And you know we saw that with with Juventus against Ajax um, as well. But we see it all the time with Italian teams. And I think that is something that that really Italian teams are, are, are just just just. I mean I don't know whether it's because Serie A is slower. Maybe that is partly to do with it. Um, I don't know, but it's that that is for me kind of what Italian teams are really struggling with um, at the mm. moment. No, I agree. I agree. It's an interesting debate. Uh, and as always, if you want to follow Carlo on Twitter, it's at Carlo Garganese, or you can use my favorite hashtag with Carlo, Garga, hashtag Garganese out, which is what I use to, te- to annoy my friend. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Carlo. It's always a pleasure to have you on. No, yeah, th- thanks for having me. That was a that was a really interesting debate. We kind of went on a big tangent there, but it was, yeah. it was enjoyable. <laughs> it was basically our WhatsApp dis- discussion, but on audio. <laughs> it was, it was. Grazie, Carlo. As always, thank you so much. And Gold.com in what is it? Thirty-five different languages in a hundred countries. How many is it? Seriously I think now. it's four. I think it's forty-two editions at the moment, but it oh. seems to be. Yeah, it's always changing. And and Carlo always uh, I gotta say this this recently you've been interviewing a lot of uh, like interesting uh, like music like music people in the music industry like artists musicians about their favorite teams and I think that's a re- that's something really interesting uh, that you guys should keep on doing. Yeah, yeah, we 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 try to you know move away from 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 football in terms of doing crossover stuff because um, I think it's interesting. It's something a little bit different. So you know we don't just you know, interview footballers. We also interview, you know, celebrities, musicians, you know, actors and, and you know, anyone that, that, that loves football, really, and that's, that's in the public eye. And so I think it just brings something new to the table. So, so yeah, hopefully should be doing, should be doing more of that. So this isn't you trying to g- score a gig in Hollywood. That's not what it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd never, ever I'd never want to go to Hollywood. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just pulling your leg. At Carlo Garganese, thank you so much for coming on, Carlo. Grazie. Yeah, thanks, guys. All the best. Ciao. 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 Right. Ciao. Uh, right. Let's, uh, let's talk about a bit more about the game. Um, um, I have to... I got to tell you guys, my, my, my understanding of this game was everything that is wrong with the Spalletti era... I think you can summarize in these 90 minutes. Fantastic first 45 minutes, dominating the game. 
you know, getting chances, you know, creating chances, but you know, more, more and more chances where failing to put them back in the back, you know, in the back of the net, and then suffering towards the end because Ronaldo is probably the best goal scorer of the modern game. Um, and this is partly the reason why I think that uh, Spalletti should leave at the end of uh, this um, this season. But we're going to get into that as uh, later on. But I mean. For me, this was everything that was good and everything that was bad with the Spalletti era. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, uh, Will? Yeah, a microcosm of two seasons. I could go along with it. Um, I was looking at the uh, table last night and comparing the numbers. And that there's, there's one thing that always strikes you when you look at these numbers. Inter are so far off the top teams in terms of goals scored. We've, got this, we've scored less goals than Sampdoria this season. Wow. Um, the defence is very, very good. There is no problem with that defence whatsoever. Uh, that doesn't need to be restructured. But, you know, with this, the, the, the attacking options are not reliable. You know, Perisic and Politano do not have enough goals in them. Um, you know, not enough goals come from midfield. And, and as you said, it means that you have to, you know, to, you have to play out your skin to beat, you know, to beat most teams, to beat at the... Um, when it comes to the big games, so. But um, how much? That, uh, sorry, certain uh, This is. I'm really glad you brought that point up because this is something I've been pondering about, and I wanted to ask you both about this. Uh, and it's this: how much of that is down to Spalletti's system, or the fact that he decided to create the biggest argument in mankind ever known in mankind with Icardi? I mean, if this was a normal Icardi season, I think Icardi would have scored 20, 25 goals. I honestly believe that. Um, what do you think, Will? Do you agree? I don't know. Is the honest answer, you know. Um, but I'm going off. Icardi was bad before before this exploded, right? He was already off colour in the, the, yeah. the month or so because we were discussing on this podcast: is you know, is this damaging to Inter? And I said no, as long as it, you know, as long as he keeps producing on the pitch. Well, he wasn't producing on the pitch by the time and I this, thought, and I this thought argument was, exploded. And I thought it was. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. I, 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 the, easy, the, the, the easy banal answer is we'll never know. What we know is what did happen, you know. So, and we know that Icardi doesn't look like the player that he was, you know, at the start of the season when, you know, that's not really, the reason that the, the contract uh, talking point emerged was because he was doing so well at the start of the season. Um, and that's a, really, that's a really interesting point you brought up. And that's something I wanted to hear. This is something I've been wanting to ask both of you, but I'm going to start with you, Mo. What Will kind of alluded to is something I've been thinking on my own. And is has Icardi peaked already? Because as Will said, before on this podcast, we spoke about how, you know, if he delivers on the pitch, there's no problem. But he hasn't been delivering on the pitch. And is this is this is this just an issue of him becoming too big for his boots? Or is this just an issue of him no longer he's past his prime? The fences are too good, they can read him. Yeah, look, um, I, I don't know if I can give any honest uh, or any um, objective answer about Icardi because the, the, the issue for me is so fraught with emotion. I, I love him very much, but I also hate him very much. Um, I think you just described every Inter fan in the world there. But yeah, okay. no, no, but, but, but before, before the new year, I loved him only. I loved him very much only. And despite whatever criticism happened, you know, we, we, we spoke about this before, the, mm. the curva, the book, whatever, the renewals, I was always on his side. But 
the, what, what happened in the first quarter of uh, 2019 really, uh, really uh, pissed you off. <laughs> yeah, it pissed me off and, and created a, a rift in 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 in, um, in, um, in faith between uh, me and Icardi as a as a as a true inter fan and a true supporter of of, of Icardi and his his style. So I don't. So I'll, I'll use that as a caveat in my answer to your question. <clears throat> so take my answer with a grain of salt, um, as 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 you need to. I think Icardi can still be a world class striker. I think Icardi has a skill set. I don't think it's a matter of him peaking. I think it's a matter of motivation. I think strikers and a number nine, a true number nine, is a very uh, fickle position. It's the most difficult position to play because all that's asked of you is to score goals. And if you don't score goals, you're, 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 the, the judge, your judgment is there for all to, to see. So uh, I think it's it's the most difficult of positions to, to to play, and I think that Icardi is quite a sensitive player, as as we might uh, a sensitive person, as we might you know uh, infer from his uh, social media, from his uh, uh, interactions, from whatever. <laughs> I think he's become a victim of his uh, extroverted uh, wife and and managers. Uh, <laughs> That's the most diplomatic description I've ever heard of Wanda Nara. That, no, that, but I mean, I'll, I'll you, you know, she, 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 yeah, she, she, she's. I, I, I think she's her extroverted. You're absolutely right. She's extroverted. That, that's one way of describing it. She's not. <laughs> she's not. Um, re, she's not reluctant to uh, to go back on herself either. Because it was six months ago. She was saying we won't renew our contract. Last night she said he's and going to stay for 150 years. years. Uh, oh my god! But but to, and to me, for a hundred. <laughs> I mean, but, but to me that, that to me that was like when you put Wanda Nara and Antonio Cassano in the same room. It's basically taking two five-year-olds saying, "That's my, that's mine." No, that's mine. That's basically <laughs> what you're gonna get. That's the intellectual level that you're gonna get. So I'm not surprised at that answer. And they did have a nice back and forth for those of us who like trash TV. Uh, sorry, sorry, Mo. No, continue. I, I want to hear your answer. No, no. And yeah. then I want to hear yours, so, Will. So, well. not, not, not to be too long-winded. Uh, I, I, I think that Icardi can have a fantastic future with any club including Inter, I think Icardi has all the makings of uh, becoming a, a, a real you know, contender for an all-time great in, in the world of uh, striking football, at least, you know, uh, up, right up there with, the, with Inzaghi and Nisroy, like I mentioned earlier. So he, he's right up there in talent and in ability to produce. And it's just a matter of whether it's the right fit or not. Now, whether I think it's the right fit for him to stay or not, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know how to answer that question anymore because I fucking I freaking love Lautaro, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I do, so I do. It, uh, that's it's... that's my both long and short answer. So uh, um, I leave that to Will to try and Will, 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 what are your thoughts on this? I mean, do you do you, I mean exactly what my question was was um, do you think Icardi is past it? Do you think that maybe? Uh, or, or is this just basically an issue of the perfect storm with 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 a coach that is mentally ill, together with a wife that is a complete narcissist, and he himself not being mentally um, mature enough to be able to handle that, or is he simply past it? I mean, what are your thoughts? I'm really keen to hear that. 
I think it's too early to say he's passed it. I mean, look, he was, as we said, up until six months ago, he was just, he was in top form. He was the player that, that everyone was scared we'd lose. I mean, you know, 110 million was, was not enough six, minutes, oh. six months ago. Um, and it's, you know, it's only because of this, this contract saga and then the captaincy saga that he's just become a, a complete enigma to me. You know, I don't know how to read him anymore. I don't know how to read uh, what his wife says on television I don't understand, you know, is he friends with Spalletti? Is he friends with the dressing room? There, there are so many sort of dynamics tangled up together that it's, it's hard to know what's going through his head. I, I don't think he's past it. I mean, look, he's not one of those players that it relies on speed. So it's not, it's not going to be a problem, you know, that some players have when they get to 30, 31, they have to adjust their game. He, he won't have to because his is on, you know, movement and in, in the box, I mean, uh, it's sort of intelligence and... Uh, uh, killer instinct in front of goal that's not something you lose you know Luca Toni was top scorer in Serie A at the age of what 38 or 39 so I don't think yeah, it's, yeah. it's not something that you lose um, I, I wonder whether he'd be as much of a success away from Inter and you know I, because he's very happy in Milan and I think we okay. shouldn't underestimate that really because... I, I'm really I'm really glad you brought that up because that kind of ties in nicely with my final question on this issue and that is I if you remember in November, when I first brought this up, you both were like, anti-Nima, you are against me. No, he's going to stay. They're going to sort this out. I think, Will, your exact quote was, the monster only rears its head every three years, and now it's reared its head. Just sort it out. But the monster reared his head and created all havoc because we have a madman in charge of that squad. And his name is Luciano Spalletti. And I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to do a wonder here and go back on what I said because I still think that when it comes to developing players... And 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 and, a, and as a football uh, professor uh, and a teacher of the game of football, I still think that Spalletti is, if not the best, definitely amongst you know top two, top three in the world. Uh, I think Brozovic's development, D'Ambrosio's development, uh, loads of. I mean, Skriniar, I don't think would would have had the development he has had if it hadn't been for 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 Spalletti. But having said that, I think this is a man that. Clearly, his, his, his weakness is to thrive off of conflict the same way that Wanda Nara does in her <laughs> personal life. And I think that this has broken Icardi. And I think that you have to make a choice here. Either you stick with Spalletti, but if you stick with Spalletti, you have to sell Icardi. If you don't sell Icardi, you have to get rid of Spalletti. And in Spalletti's place... You have to get in either Mourinho or Simeone. Because if you do that and you ship off Spalletti, you ship off uh, Perisic, you have to... The project is build up Icardi again. And I think that there are only two coaches who can do that. And I think it's Mourinho above all. Number one on that list is Mourinho. And number two is uh, Simeone. Um, that's where I stand on this issue. I'm I'm keen to hear what you what you think of that. Will, where are you? Uh, well, Spalletti's future has gone up and down in recent weeks. A month ago, he was definitely going to leave, and and now every day that passes, it looks like he's more likely to stay. Yeah, let's um, let's ignore let's ignore the papers. I'm 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 really um, keen to hear what you think here. Well, what should happen? No, exactly. Like based on what I just said, my analysis of this situation. Should 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 Icardi keep the madman and get rid of the crazy woman, or should they control the crazy woman, keep the broken striker, and get rid of the madman? 
this is it's the the Icardi situation is impossible to read. I I don't I, I don't think it's out of the question that both stay, and I know that's not the right answer, but that is what I'm. I, to me, what, to me, if you were to make to me a, that is I, insane. To me, that is insane. That would know, be the but, definition of insanity. Well, because I don't think that. Right, you have to you have to sell Icardi then, but how much do you have to get money for him? You know, yeah, but, Inter but, but, have kept this line throughout for months, saying that. He's he's a player. He's he's our top player. He's gonna you know he's he's worth a lot of money. Bada bada bada. You know they can't just get rid of him to the first buy because Spalletti stays. You know they they they've got a they've got a plan. I'd like to think they'll plan better than that. I do think there's probably a problem with between them, but you know, I don't what's, think that's what's the alternative. You know if you don't if you take Spalletti out, then. You, you know, have to get Mourinho because Mourinho. No, okay, no, okay. I, I'll, 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 I'll tell you where I stand on this. I don't yeah. want Mourinho back. Right, let's put that. You don't want Mourinho back. No, I do not I want, want Mourinho back. I, okay. I, I, I know a lot of people disagree. No, but... I'll take. <gasps> no, be, before we just gave Mo a stroke in Dubai, but before before we, you know, I want to hear what he thinks as well. I'm I'm a bit more pragmatic here. I'm thinking, either you sell them all and you build completely new with Conte or or someone like that. But if yeah. you if you if you if you get rid of if you, but if you don't want to do that because that's a big change. You either keep Spalletti or you keep Icardi. You can't keep them both because that relationship will just harm both of them. And that means that you will harm the club. That's where I stand on that. Personally, I think that if you get rid of Spalletti, the only person to bring in basically is Mourinho. Because first of all, his hatred of Spalletti, his, you know, this is Mourinho wanting revenge. You know, you've already got Mourinho in revenge mode, trying to rebuild his name in the world of football. You bring him back into a club where he's already God, and his number one mission is to build that dressing room. I cannot think of a better person to build up a dressing room and build up Mauro Icardi again than Jose Mourinho. I honestly can't. Mo? Sorry, no, Will, finish that. Finish, sorry. I feel like we flipped sides here. You know, it's Inter FC, yes, not Mario have. Cardi yes, FC. Yeah, like, yes, we have. We have. We I'm have sorry. flipped. We, we, we have can, flipped. You know, we, we, we cannot. We we cannot just rebuild on on Icardi. Like life will go on. Like I okay. I don't have. You know, like we can't just get a manager in because, you know, he's perfect for Icardi. Like I think that's just. But but, but the reason that's such the, a, a weird the, way to to look at things. Yes, that is a weird way of looking at it. But at the end of the day, you have to look at who's twenty five, who's thirty. Rajan Angolan is thirty one. Okay, Manuel Icardi is twenty five. Uh, Lautaro is 20, 21. I think Mourinho can find a way to play those two together. You see, ideally, I would find Simeone, uh, but I don't think he's going to leave Atletico Madrid. I think in an ideal world, Diego Simeone would be flown into Apiano and that would be it. You know, that's it. But now we're faced with reality, and the reality is that I don't think that the relationship between Spalletti and Icardi can be, can be healed. And, and at the end of the day, you have to make a choice. Is it Spalletti FC? Is it Icardi FC? Uh, where do you go? Uh, and I personally think that in the long run, it's better to go with a new coach, but not go on Icardi FC, but go on Inter. Inter being the main thing, because I think, I honestly think that Icardi and Wanda have learned the lesson. If anything, I've not seen Wanda this well-behaved and well-trained uh, as she's been on Tiki Taka ever. I mean, she's not the only person she's 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 rude to is Cassano. That's because Cassano's rude to everyone in the world. So that's okay. That, that's that's just a normal procedure of things. 
But the way I read the situation, and, and this is how, you know, I'm basing this kind of on how I read it back in November. The way I read it is this, that Inter and Marotta are, are standing here in front of a crossroads. And the crossroads is Icardi or Spalletti. There is no in-between. If Marotta thinks that he can go in-between and heal something behind them, behind, you know, between them, he, this will be the mistake that historians will talk about when talking about Inter. This is this is not going to work, and 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 that is my firm analysis of this situation. Um, Mo, what do you think? Yeah, I can't claim to to have inside knowledge on anything. I just. I think that. Oh, sorry, uh, I didn't have inside knowledge. I didn't have. I, I never had inside knowledge. Please don't think yeah. that I. No, no, no. What I said in November was was how I read the tea leaves, and this is just me reading the tea leaves again. Yeah, I just wanted to make that clear. There's no inside knowledge here. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, I, I, I'm not saying like uh, I, I, I didn't mean to reflect on your assessment. I mean that whatever my predictions are, it's not something that is based on anything but my opinion. Let's let's put it that way. Absolutely, uh, this is my opinion. Yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. I, I, I feel that. I feel that. Lautaro has shown us for, for the longest time we have been uh, willing, uh, grateful, and happy hostages to Icardi. I think Icardi's talents and his contribution to the team, despite how poor the team was uh, performing and how weak any semblance of a project has been for the sides, and his and his uh, continued enthusiasm for, for the, 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 the colors of the team have demonstrated that Icardi is for the most part a true interista and has made us uh, accept a lot of his flaws in a manner that you know, uh, it's like uh, when, you're, when you're dating a girlfriend that is uh, two or three points hotter than you, you know, like... <laughs> You, you, you take a, you take a lot of crap. There, there's so much. Ever since we stopped cursing on this uh, podcast, I just I don't know how to express myself properly. But no, uh, I think that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I I I, I don't want to be talking about da- dating, but you know, like um, <laughs> you're the only there, one there, who's there, married on this show. So I mean, <laughs> there, there, there's so okay. much crap that you will take from a hot uh, a hot girl just because she's so hot. But it doesn't mean that she's the right girl for you. You know, she's she's a hot girl. She's she's fantastic. She's she's really pretty. She might be very nice as well, but it doesn't mean that she's the right girl for you. So and then and then comes Lautaro, and Lautaro, you know, is the new hot young girl with the long legs. <laughs> not only that, but does so much more. You know, she's good to the parents. She <laughs> says she she says she wants she wants she wants to have kids, and you know, like. I'd just like to disassociate myself entirely from this conversation. (laughs) I don't know what's going on and I don't want to know. Oh my God, I'm dying here. (laughs) She likes the parents. I'm sorry, I was was with you till the parents. Yeah, continue, continue, continue. (laughs) Look, look. All, all I say, just watch Joe Rogan's uh, latest uh, uh, special, where, where he talks about like uh, Obama versus Trump, and and, and, and you'll, get, you'll get what I'm talking about, you know. I know exactly what you're talking about. This is brilliant. Uh, sorry, sorry, people. So, so now, so now we know. We know. All right, look, she's a bit less, a bit less uh, better looking than uh, our ex-girlfriend, but 
she does so much more, you know. So, oh my god! Oh dear! What do you do? What do you do? There, there are well, two amazing I, players. There are two amazing I, players. I don't want. I don't want to take this analogy any further. But I personally think that let's, let's, there is, there let's, is a world. There is a world with Inter where Inter can have Icardi and Lautaro as well. That's I all I was trying so, to so, say. So let's let's <laughs> let's park the analogy on the side as as just the illustrative, you know, example like a thought experiment. But now <laughs> reality is we're faced with these two people who offer different things one of whom has offered so much for the club over the last last five, six years, and everyone knows can offer more. But the new player can offer, not, not, not only can offer more in the same mold, but offer more in a variety of, a variety of functions. What to do? And I don't See, think that they sustainably for, uh, uh, for a continued, you know, fruitful course of time play together they can they can play together to the detriment of one of the two you know but See, i don't together, that's where i disagree with you that's where i disagree both to get the best out of both you you can't you need a better coach that's what i was going to get i i like give me give me any example in history where you had alautaro and anicardi playing both at the same team with both players doing the most, giving but, the most. But four four one one with a Simeone having an Icardi and a Lautaro with Lautaro in a free role, and then you have wingers yeah, who are Griezmann and a uh, Griezmann and a whatever uh, Costa, yeah, Diego Costa, Costa. Or, yeah, something like that. That that's that's what I'm getting to, and and that's why the Antonio Conte links scare the crap out of me because. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just don't okay. think so. So, I, I so let Lautaro would be murdered under Antonio Conte. Fair enough. So, so let's 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 again, for the sake of like my my uh, my uh, <laughs> hypothetical rant, park that Simeone conversation aside because I don't think okay. Simeone is okay, okay. okay. So our no, viable not. options are Spalletti, Conte, and Mourinho. 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 These are the for three. Me it's a no-brainer. For me, it's a no-brainer. Mourinho, no brainer. But who can, who Mourinho can build the Who can build the yeah. no, But I don't want Mourinho to build the Cardi. I want Mourinho to come with no Icardi because I, I've seen what, what happens with Mourinho and a Pogba. I've seen what happens with, with Mourinho and a Martial. I've seen what happens with Mourinho and these modern players who are not willing to give their all. And Icardi, unfortunately, has been. That's a good point. That's but, a good point. He's That's been spoiled by, by, by Inter. He's been spoiled, and rightly so. I mean, he's... That's a good he, point. That's a good point. He's the golden boy. He's been the golden boy. And, and, and but for don't him... But don't you think that this experience has been so humbling that uh, a Mourinho coming in and building him and the team up together would be kind of a, you know, I don't know, like a almost cathartic, cathartic experience together? That, that's where maybe, I am. Maybe, maybe. But then how is Mourinho... How has Mourinho ever played two strikers together? And don't tell me Eto and no, Milito. No, 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 no. I would never do that. That's just silly. They, they, I mean, Eto was basically a left are back. Sacrificing, are we <laughs> Lautaro? Are yeah, we sacrificing no. potentially the best? No, player no, no. I'm like thinking is, is is possibly the best striker in the world. No, I'm I'm like thinking Lautaro the in the. Player. I'm thinking Lautaro in the Schneider role. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think he. I don't think he works there. I don't, I don't think he's got. The, 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 the no, not identically, not, not, not obviously not, you know, cop, carbon copy, 
but similar, something new, but similar. If you know, you, you get what I mean. Like a fourth-three-one. I, I think Lautaro's strength is like honestly. I fundamentally, I, I, I thought maybe he could play as a number ten. I, I agree with you, but I, I, I like having having seen this guy play. He is a striker. He's a number nine. Like, I see. I don't think he is. That's where I differ. It's asking, it's asking Dybala to play as a number ten. Well, you see, I think that's where Dybala should play. So, you know, that, that, that's where we differ. Because for me, Lautaro lacks, and, and so does Dybala, both of them lack that killer instinct in the box, which I think Icardi has. So how do you reconcile all these issues? Well, Lautaro you... shoots with his back to the goal and twists his hips 180 degrees in like a nanosecond. This guy, this guy is a shark. He's a great white shark. Really, he's got such an eye for goal. Like that, that shot he shot against Juventus in, in the last in yeah. the 84th. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he got the ball right at the, at the D, outside the D. And in, in, before anyone realized what was happening, he had, he had switched his body around and taken a shot and missed, missed the, the post by maybe inches, half a yard. Inches, yeah. yeah. No, was, yeah. No, no, he, he's, for me, he's got, he's got the killer instincts. He's got mm. it. Maybe he, he doesn't have the finishing quality that Icardi has, but he's five years younger. So that's true. That's yeah. true. That's that, this is really interesting, and and uh, and I and I and and it's good because no one, you know, that's what I wanted us to do. I mean, none of us know exactly, but I'm really keen. Yeah, know, it's good to get to get to hear what everyone thinks. Um, right, uh, Inter Inter play uh, Udinese away in the game that after Kievo away is the worst game I know. I absolutely hate this away <laughs> game. <laughs> You're giggling. <laughs> You're giggling. And I mean, I absolutely hate this away game. And for me, this has got Inter trap written all over it. I'm not going to dwell too much on this, but I, I see us drawing this game. Will? Uh, well, we've won our last four matches in Udine. Uh, we won, last year it was pretty much the same scenario. End of Thank the you, Will Beckman, for joining the game. <laughs> Udinese needs to, to stay up. Uh, They've already stayed up. The they, have, they have no pressure wow. on them. They're like five points ahead of Empoli. You know, even even a, even a relegation battle enthusiast like I am, it's over. I mean, Empoli are going out. So I, I'm sorry, but this game scares the bejesus out of me. It really does. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so well, let's move that on you... then. We're going to lose. No, come on. No, no. I'm, well, I'm not saying we're going to lose. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm asking you to say what, you know, the fact that we won four years in a row does not calm me down. That actually scares the crap out of me. Does it? Does uh, it calm you down that we won four 0 last year in an identical situation with a with a team that was probably about the same in terms of quality? No, because last year our backs were against the wall, and Inter always performed best. Kind of when their backs are against the wall, yeah. not they, not when they have this kind of leverage thing. Inter have yeah. four points down. You I know think, what I mean? What I would say is, of the four games that are left, this is the one I dislike the most. I'll give you that. Yeah, so, thank you, so, thank you. I'll, so, I'll take, it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not a nice game, but uh, this is the time to uh, step on the accelerator, as it were. Yeah. You know, we've got two games coming up, and if we win them both, then happy days. Uh, what about the Paul? I mean, the Paul always does well against Inter, uh, and there's rumours of him already joining Inter. In the yeah, I mean, they've they've quietened down a lot in the last two or three months. Or so, yeah. so at the moment, it doesn't look like that's really a thing. Although, you know, the, the, if the Udi, transfer if Udi, window changes changes if, so quickly that you never know. If Udinese managed to get 35 million euros out of Inter for Rodrigo de Paul. 
I think the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean here we're in agreement. <laughs> yeah. Then then there must be some some compromising photographs yeah. of Marotta, Marotta that, yeah. <laughs> that they are in possession of because uh, let's not let's not do that, Marotta, please. Oh, oh please. Oh, no, he's he's not a he's not a bidone, but come on. No, let's, he's if not. we want to make a step up then let's not spend thirty five million on, for that. Are you on the foul? Yeah. No, uh, I don't he's the kind of player that would that would be good, but not him. Just a better version of him. <laughs> if I could, if I could yeah. put it like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with Will. I'm with Will. Um, um, so yeah, I, I, do, I do agree. Like, it's not a nice game. Like, it, it's awkward. Uh, you know, it's not. It's the kind of game that we could slip up in. But you know, I, I do just about trust this team now. To you know. We've actually got more points than the rest of the teams behind us in the last sort of couple of months. And if we were going to collapse, then we would have done it when it was well, a lot blacker a month or two ago. At, so, at Will underscore Beckman, if things go to hell, if you want to <laughs> voice your opinion I'm, I'm and your anger. <laughs> I'm tempted to fill this pod with jinxes now, but I won't. Not, not uh, Mo, Mo, you understand me. I'm the superstitious one. You understand where I'm coming from here. I'm, I'm too burnt. Uh... Uh, talk to you followed Italian football for too long. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I love I love me some Will Blackman, so I'm gonna take all the jinx <laughs> that has been levied on Will and carry it on my shoulders and say Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I invoke the spirit of Santo Rafinha. Um, <laughs> oh, bless him. La Liga yeah. champion this weekend. He looked very happy on oh, the pitch. Yeah. So I was very happy for him. La, this, guy, this guy will always, like, as much yeah. as I hate every single Barca player, this He's guy good. will always have a really special place in my heart, you know? Um, what Mo said, what Mo said, what Mo said. It's basically, yeah, yeah I agree, 100%. Yeah. And, and in that same spirit, I believe that we are due a win. I think we, we, uh, we didn't beat Roma. Well, we definitely beat Juventus in terms of a uh, uh, deserved result. And I, um, I think we're, we're due a win. And that win is going to come in Udine. And I think, you know, hopefully by the run of, uh, run of games, the six, six out of six points, and we're going to have uh, third place uh, tied up before we, uh, we, we go down to Naples. So speriamo. I think this is a, Yeah, speriamo. <laughs> Yeah, I think a draw. Cool. I think I think a draw. I think a draw. Will you say yeah, win? Well, yeah, I'll say a win. I wouldn't be surprised by a draw. I don't think we'll lose. I'll put my neck on the line that much. You know, we could at get Will underscore to, Beckman. If you want to. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we. I think um, we will win. I, I think we will win. Do you want, are we doing predictions or are you too scared? Like with the derby? No, we, no, 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 no. I'll do a prediction. I'll tell you okay, one, okay. one. The poll, Icardi. Oh. Boom, done. Icardi, the poll. Boom, done. All right. Then. What about you? Okay. What about you? Uh, 2-1. So, yeah. um, Nainggolan, uh, I don't know, Pusetto, he's a, he's a thing, isn't he? He plays up front. <laughs> and, uh, lasagna, uh, not, not, uh, not the lasagna, man. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, it's not a lunchtime match. Um, <laughs> De Frey will score as well. We, we, we do have to talk about the goal that we scored on Saturday. We kind of yes. glossed over it. <laughs> Come on. It was a dream goal. It was the best. It was the best goal at the San Siro since Icardi scored that goal against Tottenham. I mean, there's no... Because that goal, to me, was the goal of the season before Nainggolan did what he did. Um, that was... But no, Mo, let's not get sidetracked. Mo, prediction scorers. You said Inter will win. Give me a scoreline and your score. I think it's a clean sheet. 
I think it's a clean Ooh. sheet, and I think yeah, um, yeah. number sixteen yeah. for Handanovic. Yeah, I, I think it's a clean sheet. I think uh, I think that it's either a one nil or a two nil. But either way, D'Ambrosio, this is the game. These are the games where yeah. the 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 spirit of Danilo, you know, comes <laughs> comes through. That is true. And, and that does yeah, yeah. It's, it's these crappy games where you don't think uh, something's going to happen, and it happens from the most unlikely uh, hero. And I think yeah. for me, it's uh, it's always uh, D'Ambrosio. Nice. So. Yeah. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great if we had Danilo and Danilo at right back next year? Can you imagine Sp- uh, whoever, Spalletti, yeah. whoever is in training? <laughs> that must be so, and all the set piece diagrams—that must be so confusing. <laughs> You're on him. Danilo's on. Oh, god! What a what a nightmare! Right. Um, let's move on to the part of the show where we pay tribute with Pisarov and. Uh, Make fun of someone or something in the criticize someone or something in the world of football heavily, starting with this week's uh, Moratti, which will be presented by Mr. Mohamed Nasser. He's, he works a lot, he's intelligent, and he surprises uh, people sometimes with his uh, ideas. Not easy to find one person of this uh, qualities. Yeah, so uh, I, I had a very particular Moratti in mind. Uh... But uh, but then uh, Will reminded me that we didn't speak about the biggest Marathi of the week, which was Langolan's goal. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. fantastic. Guys. Your world class. Oh, he loved it. He, yeah, he, he loved it. it. He loved That's loved what was it. so good. He the, Behind that boot was all the hatred he's hatred. built up over the last seven years. <laughs> for all the anger. All the, all the anger of the, the season, which hasn't gone yeah. well. Of all yeah. the criticisms, all the, that, that, all the suspensions he had over Christmas. That was all, all the abstinence all, of the alcohol all he's exercised <laughs> in one thunder bastard. And, and not oh, only that, that, that picture, that, that iconic picture of him with uh, Politano and uh, Nagolan's like, Two feet off the ground, with yeah. fist pumping the air, and like Golan, uh, and uh, Politano's like running towards him. That is one of those iconic images, yeah. kind of yeah. like the Materazzi, uh, Rui Costa with the flares. It's yeah. going to go yeah. down in inter inter lore. Yeah. So That's so true. so for me, and it, it took me it took me like what I don't know, like half a second to register that the ball had actually gone in. It was that. Mm-hmm. It was that. It was weird, wasn't amazing. it? Because Chesney got a palm to it and it sort of flew up. Yeah. It was quite a street. You didn't have that sort of traditional sort of nestling in the net. It was a bit sort of exactly. it muffled it slightly. It was so hard hitting that yeah. he, like, yeah. even even though he was there, he could not stop it. I mean, and I think it was that's why it's actually it's kind of why it was so good because that sort of added to the sort of the dimension of the power that he he got yeah, a full no, hand no, to it absolutely. and it still absolutely. went in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, but having said that, for it. Ha- having said that, my real uh, Moratti for the week has to be the Tifo by the Curva North. You know, there's there, there's there's a lot, there's a lot sponsored by Lelia the North. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there, there's there's a lot to be said yeah, and a lot to be desired by the actions and the uh, yeah. whatever the, of the ultras in the Curva. But all things aside, like football only, that was one of the best. Tifi, I've ever seen, you know, Absolutely. and Absolutely. it was so so time time correct and, and and just so insulting and so simple. No, it's uh, so petty, but I love yeah. the pettiness 
Like, exactly. I mean, exactly. 15 minutes, when it's put like that, it's so funny. <laughs> and, and, and Juventus being offended and outraged <laughs> the way they've been just makes it all so much sweeter. So, it's so like, worthwhile, you know. So you haven't even every... you haven't even been to the playoffs of the Champions League in such a wrong time. <laughs> like, what? Well, that's completely irrelevant. What's the matter with you? And that just makes it so much more sweeter. So I am completely with you. The pettiness is delicious. And the fact that they've reacted like total snow, like total snowflakes just makes it so much more funny. Um, so I agree with you. Um, right. This week's uh, moving into something uh, uh, a little bit more embarrassing and comical. This week's frog, which will be presented by Mr. Will Beckman. Yes, I, I haven't actually chosen a footballing frog this weekend. Um, and Rocky has renewed his contract, by the way, today. Just to mention that. So uh, <laughs> the frog, the frog, the frog will, will live on for another to few me, years. To, to me, that no, is no, the frog no, 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 no. I don't agree with you there. Um, uh, I mean, the frog of the week, the footballing frog of the week, could be Milan because, well, I think it speaks for itself. Um, but it's uh, it's not officially the frog of the week. The frog of the week has got to be. Hang on, I've got to get this person's name right because he's not famous. Um, the the frog of the week is uh, called. Lucas Bates. Uh, he's, uh, he, he went viral on social media yesterday because um, he ran the London Marathon, um, which obviously uh, was what happened on Sunday. And most people probably have seen what happened because he was dressed as Big Ben uh, in this race <laughs> yesterday. And he had, a, I don't know how long he, it took him to run the race, but he was very tired as he was coming towards the end. He staggered towards the, the finish arch. And then he ended up taking about 30 seconds longer than he'd assumed because um, he, what he hadn't realised that was that his Big Ben costume didn't fit underneath the finish arch. So he spent <laughs> 20 to 25 seconds kind of trying to sort of duck and uh, sort of trying to make sure that he could sort of find a way underneath this <laughs> sort of structure brilliant. where you have to cross the line. And I think eventually someone sort of pulls him up, pulls him underneath and, and over the line. And it was just, it's just such a sad sight, sad sight. It's so sad. And he's, he's gone round all the radios and all the TV stations today. So at least he's got his sort of 15 minutes of fame out of it. But uh, that that's, but it's sort of vintage frog behaviour, I think. It it's really on social is. media. It's not, just find it. It's, it's it very absolutely fun. brilliant. Brilliant, Will. That is, that is the definition of a frog. Um, right, uh, let's move on to something slightly more negative this week's uh, Modji, which I'll be presenting myself. Yes, we, 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 we try to be as fair as we, and balanced as we can on this show. Uh, and, and when the Kurvanur do amazing things like the, the TIFO and, and their support, uh, you know, we give them credit, but when they, when, when section, and I'm going to be honest here, this time it was not like in the Koulibaly case against Napoli. This time it was actually sections of the Kurva Nord. So to the sections of the Kurva Nord who were making monkey chants at Blaise Maturidi, you are the Moji of the week. You have no place in civilized society. You have no place in a club that is, was founded with the words we are, Name the club Internazionale because we are brothers of the world. 
So they are the they are the emoji of the week, as always. Uh, anyone, all Nazis and racists are. Right, um, that was all we had time for uh, this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, I'd like to thank Carlo Garganese and uh, Lon- former London media personality, Mr. Will Beckman. You have to tweet Mo this week if it doesn't go well, not to me. Remember. I promise. I promise. And uh, I'd like to thank Mr. Positivity himself, Mr. Monasa. I demand an air horn uh, after uh, you uh, <laughs> say my name. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. You're starting yeah, to no, sound always like... a pleasure, guys. You're starting Is that to sound like... Yeah, I was just going to say, you're starting to sound like Piontek when he does that boom, boom, boom. <laughs> So I'm just saying, remember him? That, that was, yeah, yeah. Oh, you remember no. him exactly. Oh, you. Ooh, okay. Am I the only one who's nervous for Derby next season? Apparently, I am. Um, yeah. No, I'm really superstitious. How can you be nervous about something that's like six, seven months away? If you, there's more to be nervous about before then. I've only got, <laughs> I've only got room in my head to be nervous about one thing at a time. I'm just constantly worried. Right you're now. nervous okay. about the the summer. You're nervous about Udine. You're nervous about. <laughs> Derby next year. No, I just want to, to finish this horrible season that has made me oh. gr- that has given me grey hairs. All right. I, I so, think. I, I think. Look, I'm not counting the chickens. For the, uh, did, did you see what? Did you see what Fulvio said at the weekend? Seventy points. Yeah, I did. No, 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 not that. He said this season is has been a soup. It's <laughs> it's it's fed me, but it hasn't given me any real sort of taste. It's not exciting. It's not <laughs> Fulvio like... Santucci, come back. We miss you. Yeah. That is amazing. Brilliant. And on that note. Uh, we will, we will, cut, we we will end it now. Um, I'd like to thank Will and Mo and Carlo Garganese. And until next week, I'm your host Nima Tavallo-Iruzzari, wishing you a good week, three points, and sempre e solo forza Inter. Forza Inter.